Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Hopefully you're doing well. Obviously, it is a weird time in history, isn't it? And uh, we stay positive. We do our best. We're still able to worship, which is great, isn't it? And it's good to have you guys here. Let's pray, hey? Lord, we just thank you that you are here with us this morning. And we ask that you would increase, that you would speak to us, that you would move in our lives, in our community, And Lord, we say, have your way. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in this church, in our homes, in our families. We say, come Holy Spirit and increase and awaken and strengthen us. We thank you for everything you're doing, Lord, but we ask for more. We ask for more. In 2022, we ask that you would pour out, that you would pour out your power, your presence, your strength. And that you would do things that only you can do in our community in Jesus' name. Amen. We need God to move, don't we? If we relied on ourselves and our feelings and our own adequacy or inadequacy, nothing would get done in the kingdom, would it? But God wants to move. He wants to do good things. He wants to see more souls saved. He wants to reach out into our community. And so... Today I want to talk on something that I'm not really sure I've ever spoken on before. It's a one-word sermon topic, and I've called it just fire. And um, I want to read a quote from John Wesley. He said, My fear is not that our great movement known as the Methodists will eventually cease to exist or one day die from the earth. My fear is that our people will become content to live without the fire, the power, the excitement, the supernatural element that makes us great. Isn't it interesting that as time goes on, it's easier and easier sometimes to get into routine. We all do it. I do it. Everyone, human nature, we get into routine. We get used to a situation and then we forget what the initial element or spark originally was. And so I want to remind us today that our original spark is Jesus Christ. And whatever situation you're in today, whatever you're going through, you might not even believe in him. That's okay. He believes in you. And so God is bigger than any problem that you are facing. He is bigger than any doubt that you are holding on to. You might be holding on to some hurt or some bitterness, unforgiveness or some some real pain from the past, it's okay. God is bigger than all of that. And one of the reminders that when I read things like John Wesley and and I look at his movement now, the Methodist Uniting Church as we know it here in Australia and and streams that that have connected and been intertwined with the Methodists from 200-odd years ago, we can see that the fire has gone out. And I'm not judging them. I'm just saying that initial fire that John Wesley, Charles Wesley and his band of ragtag guys at, at, uh, in England at Oxford University, they carried a fire 
of prayer, of evangelism, of the word of God, like we don't often see in young 20-year-old men right now. And so I want to remind us today that Jesus has called you to never lose that fire. Maybe that fire once burned 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Maybe you were in a movement. We've all been in movements and seen churches come and go and leaders come and go and and streams come and go. And it's so easy sometimes to get disappointed because we're not seeing what we used to see. It's okay. Jesus hasn't changed. His power is as real as it's ever been. His presence is as strong as it was even in the strongest meeting you've ever been in, seeing miracles drop off people left, right and centre. His presence is as powerful right now as it was then. I've told the story many times about uh, I travelled to Africa many years ago to see Prophet T.B. Joshua, a very controversial figure, and he died actually late last year. But um, I saw miracles, I, I saw dramatic things in the spirit that I hadn't ever seen before and I've never seen since. And it's interesting that God would let certain people operate in the power of the spirit like that. And it's scary sometimes. It's scary, isn't it? Ever been in a meeting where the power of God is really loosed in the place? It's a little bit scary. Exactly like in the book of Acts. People were scared. Try not to be fearful when God breaks out. I'm saying that because I hope he breaks out in 2022 amongst us. (laughs) And you won't run away because he starts doing some stuff. And, and history shows that there's, there's two reactions. And this is really what I'm trying to get to today. There's two reactions when God does stuff. It's like a double-edged sword. He pierces through our hearts and our motives and all sorts of things. And he pours out his presence and his power. But there's a sharp edge to it where he tests us. He tests us. 1 Peter 1.7 says this, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. There are times when Jesus comes close where he is evident to us, where we can feel him, see him, we, can, we know he's around the place. And it's at those times that sometimes we are tested. Will we respond or will we shrink back? I, I, I mean, we've had some of the craziest meetings in the spirit we've ever seen here. And I think of sometimes when Roland Baker's been here and um, I just think, oh, Lord, please let there be no visitors tonight. Because he is not seeker-sensitive at all. I remember, I've told this story before, I invited a Baptist pastor friend of mine, a big dude, lovable guy, um, to a meeting with Roland. I said, you know, he'd, he'd heard about Roland and Heidi Baker seeing re- amazing revival in Africa and seeing thousands upon thousands of people saved, people raised from the dead, cancer, deaf people healed, you name it. And he'd heard about all that stuff, which is what we all hear about. But then sometimes we see the people that God is operating through 
and we don't like it. And I remember his face when, when Roland started praying for people down the front here and he's just like, are you kidding me? Remember what I'm saying today. I mean this. When you see God moving, you cannot pick the vessel. I wish you could. I'd pick Joel Osteen or someone really nice and sweet. You know what I mean? You can't pick the vessel. But the fire tests our motives. It's like a double-edged sword. And so when he comes, we can't pick how he's going to come. We can't pick what he's going to put his finger on and what he's not going to put his finger on because he is God. You are not and neither am I. And when he comes, he, he just purifies things come to the surface. And, and they come to the surface. In me, they come to the surface. I'm like, oh, Jesus, really? Can we just keep it clean for once? <laughs> Can you pour out, you know, and what I do in my head as I go through revival history and I pick the cleanest revival that I can think of where there was the least amount of offense but the most soul saved. And that's what I go for, you know, go for like the Welsh revival or something like that. And then I read about the deeper inner workings of the Welsh revival and people were highly offended, highly offended that God would use such young people such young, unordained people to move through. So don't be surprised when God uses vessels that we didn't pick. Don't be surprised when God chooses methods that you don't approve of. Because do you know what? He didn't ask you and he doesn't ask me. I don't know why. He doesn't ask my opinion where he's going to move next or what he's going to do. But he comes like a double-edged sword. A double-edged sword. He pierces between bone and marrow, meaning he goes deep between our motives and our desires. And when he comes, the double-edged sword is like this. On one side, there's holiness. On another side, there's power. And the one side of holiness, he's bringing a purification, a purification of motives, a purification of our hearts and sin and other stuff, dross that needs to be rid of our lives. And then on the other side, he comes with power and anointing. And so when he, when he does this, and he does it on micro levels when you have devotions with him, I'm sure. And when you read his word, there's a double-edged sword, isn't there? It's like, ah, oh, that kind of hurts a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm about seven years into still reading Oswald Chambers and I still get offended. I've read these things because it's an annual reading thing. I've read it for seven years in a row now. You'd think it would be a little bit softer, but when people speak that word of truth and when you read the word of God, it pierces between marrow and bone, doesn't it? Right in between there. That's what it's meant to do because he wants us sharpened. He wants you sharpened in 2022. He doesn't want you sitting on the same old things. He doesn't want you dealing with the same old things. He doesn't want you doubting the same old things because he has fresh things for you. He has fresh beliefs, fresh understanding, fresh revelation, fresh knowledge and power for you to walk in. Do you believe that today? Wouldn't it be great if in 2022 you walk in a fresh freedom in the power of God? It'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, let's believe for that together. But it's, it might mean that there's a double-edged sword. 
I know this about God, that when I'm asking for bigger things, he will ask me something as well. Because when there's, when there's bigger fish on the hook, there's got to be bigger hooks. And so for me, it's not that he bribes me or holds me to things, but when I'm asking him for things, he then sharpens a little bit deeper, doesn't he? He goes a little bit deeper. Matthew 3.11 says this, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. This is talking about the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that is freely accessible for you. Freely accessible for you. Are you bored with Christianity? Are you bored with religion? Are you bored with just going through the routine? Here we go. We're going to church again. Here we go. We're going to try and whip up some belief, some faith. And you read a scripture here and there. It's boring. It's dead. This is what the work of the Holy Spirit is intended for, to bring it to life, to bring Jesus to life for you, to bring the reality of the Son of God in your face right now to bring him to life so that all of a sudden, spontaneously and supernaturally, he touches your spirit and my spirit so that our eyes are open to see. And this is what happens in revival movements. It just so happens that it happens en masse. Many hundreds, many thousands begin to see the reality of the kingdom of God for what it really is. All-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. And he's around you right now. The Holy Spirit, I believe, is speaking to some right now to believe him for more in 2022. There's been doubts and disappointments that have so downtrodden you that really you've actually just thrown in the towel. You, you, you hear him, you're faithful and you love him, but you just believe this is what it's going to be like from now till the day he returns or the day you die. Let me tell you, he wants something different. He wants something different. Because he came so that he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I don't know about you, but um, there's something about fire. I love fire. We have a fire in our home. And uh, during winter time, it's pretty miserable if there's no fire on. So my job in the morning is to get up and put the fire on. In fact, I've got lazy enough now. I try and get so many of those big night logs now that I can put it on at night and keep it burning all night so I don't have to relight it in the morning. But this is what we need to do spiritually. How long is it since you've just let him blow on the coals of your heart? Let me tell you, it's, it's easier when he's moving. It's easier to believe him when his Holy Spirit is touching upon things. When he's touching upon things, I know it's, it's a double-edged sword. I warn you. I warn you. It's a double-edged sword. I warn myself. It's a double-edged sword. But to get the fruit, you need to tend the garden. You have to tend the garden if you want the fruit. It's a double-edged sword, but it's worth it. I want to tell you in 2022, it's worth it. It's worth it. He's worth it. Because... This world, uh, and, and I shouldn't have done it this morning, but Facebook came up with a feed that just distracted me. It got me so annoyed for three minutes. I had to then go for a walk out in the garden to just reground myself. 
But it was, it was a, I won't tell you what it was in detail, but it was just a controversial clip about gender and about stuff like that. It's not the thing you want to read on a Sunday morning. And so I'm watching this video and I'm like, this world is messed up. It is so messed up. 20 years ago, think, for those of you who can think back 20 years clearly and, and ably, the world was so much simpler, wasn't it? Then go back 30 years. Go back 40, go back 50 if you can. Man, it was like just, just, it was so simple. It was amazing. Now just flip forward another 20 years ahead. If we keep socially and as a human race sliding on the current trajectory that we are heading on in 20 years' time, we won't know who's who in the zoo. You won't be able to tell a dog from a female, a person. I mean, it's just going to be all over the shop. Why am I saying that? Because we need a move of God to come and bring a reformation to us, to us, me, us, the church. We need the power of God like never before in history to awaken us and a generation that has never seen or heard of Jesus. And, and believe me, there, there's, I mean, seriously, it is messed up out there. I mean, we live in Adelaide. We live in, I laugh at some of my South Life, you know, followings on Facebook. And they're a bit crazy with Hackham jokes and Colonnades jokes and things. But it's nothing. It's nothing compared to some places out there. We need a move of God. But are we willing? I don't even know if I am. Are we willing for the effects of the double-edged sword? Because when the fire comes, he burns up the chaff. We've told you about our winnowing machine. Karen wants it moved so it's even more prominent in our garden because I've tucked it away a little bit for obvious reasons. But when... When the holy winnowing of the Lord comes, it sifts and sorts our hearts, doesn't it? He sifts and sorts. He's like the wind. You know, he just comes and goes. And that's what it's like when you have Roland Baker here. It's just like, oh, my goodness. But there's very few people who see the power of God released on earth like they do. Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Judge them by their Fruit. If you can raise the dead, go ahead and judge. If you can see 10,000 churches born in Africa, go ahead. You can judge. I'm saying all this as, as almost like a, a reminder to us, a reminder to us that when he comes, we don't get to pick. We don't get to choose as much as I would like to. And it... it the gospel is central in everything. Jesus is central in everything. We don't worry about all the stuff going on around the noise and everything else. We keep him central. The cross is central. But we, when we say, come Holy Spirit, and he comes, he is a double-edged sword. And I want to remind you of that even this week. Maybe be praying through that. If we're saying, Lord, come and awaken us, then maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe he will stir things up that have been long 
asleep. Hebrews 12, 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. He wants to consume us with his love. He wants to consume this southern region with his fire. Will we be a people that would be willing to say, yeah, let's do it, Lord. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what the week of prayer is going to be about, saying, Lord, come. Come and do something this year. Come and do something this year. And it's bigger and higher than all the controversies that are going on. It's, it's deeper than that. It's longer than that. But I want to pose that question to you today. Is that fire both keeps us warm and burns us. It keeps us warm and burns us. There has not been a significant revival movement throughout history dating right back to the day of Pentecost some 2,000 years ago. You look through history. Every single significant move of God where souls are saved and there's an outpouring, there is both the warming of the presence of God, the warming fire and the burning fire. And there's always a little bit of counterfeit thrown in there as well. William Booth said that. He said, who of us, my paraphrase, who of us would throw away all our bank notes just because we've heard about a little bit of a counterfeit note circulating? Of course we wouldn't. There will always be a little bit of counterfeit fire when there's genuine fire. And William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army, also a man who said, please don't let the fire go out from our movement. And it has. And so it's something we've got to ask him, Lord, come again. Come again. But we've got to be willing. We've got to be willing. Because when the fire comes, he does raise stuff up. I know it's not a happy-go-lucky sort of landing of the plane this morning. But I think there, there's, there, it is. <laughs> it is on this side. Yeah. We're like this. <laughs> why don't you just, while you're sitting there, just lift your hands and close your eyes. You know, there's no method to seeking God. There's no method to revival. There's no, we don't have to do anything. We're seeking a man. We're seeking Jesus Christ. We're seeking him. We're not seeking any other thing. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would teach us, that you would show us, that you would come with your fire, your fire that would cut through the boredom of routine church and life and spirituality and everything else that that entails, but that you would come with your consuming fire. That you would come with your power and your presence because our methods don't cut it. Our methods don't cut it. So we're asking you to come. We're asking you to come in 2022. Lord, we ask for Harvest Church, for the southern region of Adelaide, for the city of Adelaide, and for the nation of Australia. We say, come, Holy Spirit, like a consuming fire like a consuming fire, that you would come and awaken a generation to you, Jesus. Come and visit us. Come and visit your church, Jesus. 
Come and visit your church. Save the lost. Heal the sick. And we say, come, Lord. We say, come. We know that when you come, there's a warming and a burning. But we say, come anyway, Lord. Come and purify us. Come and purify us by your Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Even right now, I pray, Lord, you would place an increased hunger inside of us. A hunger inside of us. Like the burning coals, Lord, that you would breathe on us today. Breathe on us today. Even as we sit here, Lord, we don't have to do anything. But that you would come. Yeah, Jesus, we seek you for you. We don't seek you for just another movement or another big meetings or whatever it might be. We seek you, Jesus. We want you to come and walk amongst us. We want you to come and visit us. We want you to come and visit our homes and our streets and our suburbs like a consuming fire. Lord, I pray that you would release a consuming fire in us. You'd release a consuming fire in the churches in this region. We bless the churches in this region. Lord, those who we know, those whom we don't know, we pray a blessing upon the church of Adelaide. We pray a, a unification. We pray a release of your power and your presence and worship and souls saved and bodies healed. Holy Spirit, only you can do this. We cannot do this, and we need you. I ask, Lord, that even this week you would impress upon us a deeper awakening, a deeper awakening of what it means for you to come with consuming fire, consuming fire. I release your consuming fire on us and in us as a church community. Release your consuming fire for fresh faith, Eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you want, you can come and lay down the front and just sort of relax. We're going to put on some worship music. And you can uh, do whatever you want to do. Except we don't have coffee, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've given our cafe guys a, another week off. But bless you guys. Have an amazing week. I mean that if you want to come and just rest in the Lord at the, if, uh, for a while, we'll just put on some quiet music and you can just come and just soak in that atmosphere for a while. And we bless you. Have an amazing week. I mean, there's part two if you want me to go for another half an hour. <laughs> oh, everyone starts getting up now. Okay. Bless you guys. 